0: Welcome to another episode of Millennials in Ministry. I'm your host, Aaron B. Lashley, and I'm so excited today to be interviewing Judas Swilly, um, who is a TV personality from the Preachers of Atlanta. He's a DJ. He's a preacher. He's an artist. He's phenomenal. I've never interviewed somebody of your caliber, so welcome to the show, <laughs> Judas. we're so glad to have you, man.
1: Yeah, thank you, Aaron. I appreciate it, man. Thank- I appreciate you reaching yeah. out, and um, I'm always happy to have a good conversation.
0: Absolutely. So, Judith, for those who may not know you at all, give us a little bit of intro about you, where you're from, where you grew up, and what you're doing today.
1: Yeah, so I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, and I grew up about like mm-hmm. 30 minutes outside of the city. You know, it's what's cool about Atlanta is you can access the woods and you can access uh, the city within about 20 minutes of each other. Wow. And so I, I grew up with a good balance of that. And, you know, I've lived here ever since then. I've traveled the world, but Atlanta's my home, man. And I, I love it. Cool. I, I grew up as a pastor's kid. So shout out mm-hmm. to me, PK is out there. And uh, yeah. I'm actually a fifth generation pastor. So my dad, his dad, his dad, mm-hmm. every uncle and cousin that I have is also in the ministry. And so my life is wow. very, uh, mini- it's always been, you know, like engulfed in ministry. And at an early age, I was kind of thrown into the water, you know, so to speak, mm-hmm. and just learned how to swim. And, uh, it's, it's been a, it's been an amazing ride. And so, you know, my, my passion and my career and what I get to do every day is ministry and then also music. And that's, that's just awesome. So
0: that's super cool. So how did you wind up getting on Preachers of Atlanta? Like, what's the story with you getting on that show?
1: Yeah. So basically the producers were looking for the right cast to put on the show. And they, mm-hmm. needed, they needed a missing piece. And so, I was actually recommended by two people who were friends with the producer of the show, one of the producers. Okay. And uh, shout out to Edward Long, that's my boy, and also Marquise Boone. They both like recommended me. They're like, yo, we know a white boy in Atlanta. Hit him up, <laughs> his name's Judah. And uh, so, the producer reached out to me. We had a great conversation. It was actually on Thanksgiving a few years ago. wow! And uh, we just hit it off. And then next thing you know, they checked out, you know, my YouTube videos and stuff like that. Yeah. And when it comes to network television, especially, you know, something that's major, you got to jump through so many hoops. Like the fact that I even made it through all those hoops is like totally God. Um, Yeah. And at first I was going to be like a B character, like what you call a B character. It it wasn't going to be a main thing. It was like, we're going to have you um, pop in and out. And then, man, it was just like God's favor, like, elevated me. And then I got the call. They were like, yo, we want you as, you know, one of the five cast members, and we're going to rock this. Wow. And, uh, you know, it, it's just been nonstop ever since. But um, it, that, it goes to show what relationships will do in your life. A lot of yeah. people think it has to do with what you know. What you know is important, but who you know is everything. And, sure. you know, so, again, shout out to my buddies that that kind of threw my name in in the hat and um here i am
0: that's cool so what was it like being for you being on the show like have you ever done tv before was it a new experience for you did you feel real comfortable like what was it like for you
1: yeah so i've done television before but i've never done a reality show uh but okay but this so this was my first you know time doing that but it was awesome man like we had a great experience it was crazy you deal with um you know, I've always been in the public light. So anytime you're a public figure, yeah. pe- people are going to love you, but they're also going to hate you. So I've sure. heard, every, I've heard everything from "I'm the second coming of Christ" to "I'm the Antichrist." <laughs> <laughs> I've heard "I'm a, I'm Illuminati" a and I'm also, <laughs> you know. So it's just it kind of comes with the territory. But the whole experience was, you know, it was the ride of my life, and I made um, yeah. relati- relationships that I would have never had, you know, had wow. that not happened. And so like now, I've got you know, network executives and producers and major it's people amazing. that are just my friends now. And and it's like yeah, yeah. It's just grace of God stuff, man. It's like favor.
0: Yeah. And, um, would you, would you so, say you have a favorite moment from the show, like a favorite experience or even a favorite episode or something?
1: Favorite moment was when I got paid. That was a great moment.
0: Then, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good moment. That's a good bills, moment.
1: Yeah. My bills are good. Um, no, but I, I guess I would say like, I mean, the whole thing was really cool, but, Being in the studio, so I went in the studio with uh, Canton Jones, and we did a scene with uh, Jazzy Faye, and Mm. that was one of the coolest things, because I I love Canton, but um, that was already cool in itself, but like meeting Jazzy Faye, who's produced, you know, like Outkast and Missy Elliott and like uh, Tupac and all these guys, I'm like, whoa, like I'm in the presence of a legend, and for him to hear me rap and sing and be like, yo, like he put his stamp of approval on it and was like, this is dope. It's like, that, that's like the that's coolest awesome. thing that could happen to you. You know what I mean? So that's I would say that's probably cool. my favorite moment. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, congratulations on landing that show. Like, I honestly didn't know that you were on that show until after you said yes. And I'm like, wait a minute, Preachers of Atlanta. Like, I loved Preachers of yeah. LA because it was really, it was very interesting to me. So then yeah. I went on YouTube bought the whole series and just watched all the episodes yeah. like binge watch it you know and really thought <laughs> it was very interesting I loved seeing your personality come to life um real Kim uh, real talk Kim like I'm yep. already familiar with her you know so it was cool that I didn't realize she was on that show so it was just yeah. really cool to see all of that stuff come to life but um I want to ask you too like uh, what are you up to today? Are you still doing the movement? Because on the show, you talked about that. Is that something you're still doing today?
1: Yeah, still doing the movement. And uh, our church is, you know, I love it. I, I love the people that yeah. I've, I've been able to pastor and, like, really develop relationships yeah. with. Um, you know, the, the, the show definitely helped propel it to, like, a national brand or a national level but at the end of the day if you're going to be a pastor like you got to do the local work you know what i mean it's it's not easy yeah it's not always um fun but this is who i am you know what i mean like ministry if you're going to do ministry it can't be something that you uh just sign up for to apply for a job you know what i mean like it's not just something that you do Mm -hmm. it's who you are and if it's not who you are it will chew you up and spit you out and I've been That's I've been blessed to like you know it's just within my DNA so even with the hard parts it's like yo I'm here for the ride let's go let's do this and uh, yeah. so you know before the show and after the show I'm committed to my church and and it's exciting
0: yeah are you guys still in the coffee shop or are you grown out of that or are you still yeah like we grew still we grew out the of the
1: coffee shop and we're, we're meeting in a building okay. in uh, East Atlanta and we just you know we rent out this building and it kind of allows us to have more like live worship and stuff like that but the coffee shop was really yeah. cool because we got to meet like all these random strangers that would come in like this coffee shop let me come in while they were having regular hours <laughs> and like
0: that's insane
1: people, dude people would be in there yeah. like trying to like do their homework and like you know like having a meeting or having a date and i'm like on this microphone like what's up everybody my name is judah <laughs> i'm like real quick like yeah. if y'all are doing your homework we'll be out in an hour but like if you want to worship with us like come on let's do this and we yeah. ended up meeting, like, so many friends, and, like, our church grew just by being in that coffee shop. It was cool.
0: Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, what, another thing from the show that I want to ask you about, um, I know it wasn't in the list of questions, but I feel like you can speak into this in a, in a way that most people can't, um, just because of your family, and, and you, it came out in the, uh, the show as well. But I want to ask you, like, with your dad coming out, like, what did that teach you about? god and christianity and life like you experiencing that because your parents um pastor at a mega church you know mm-hmm. you were very involved in that and then uh based, tell me if i'm wrong but based on the show you know your dad comes out about his sexuality and your parents had already been separated you know mm-hmm. and then at least from what I've heard, then things kind of fell apart as far as the ministry is concerned, and, and you guys lost everything with that. So just tell me, like, fill in the blanks where I'm wrong with any of those facts. And then also I just would love to know your heart behind, like, what God has taught you in life when it comes to Christianity and God and all of that. And your dad.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the thing is I've always been cool with gay folks. Like, I love the gay community. I've always supported the gay community. I've always had gay friends. Um, if someone in your family comes out, it does take it to a new level especially when you're in ministry, because in ministry, unfortunately, Christians, even though they may love their gay neighbors, you know, quote unquote, love them, um, they don't give them the equal treatment that they should have. And so Mm -hmm. we saw people just leave our lives, you know, just by virtue of my dad telling who he was, you know what I mean? Like, just like, hey guys, this is is who I am and this is how I love. And um, unfortunately, not everybody um, was down for that. What is good and what is inspiring is the church has progressed. The church in general mm. has progressed. Yeah. I, I think that if you were to come out now, it would probably be different. Um, yeah. Because people's attitudes have just loosened up. But for yeah. me, like nothing changed in the way that I I view Christianity other than just that, like, wow, like we need to open our, our arms a little wider. We need to uh, cast mm. that net a little further. And let people yeah. know that they're included in the love of God, no matter who you are, no matter where you've come from, yeah. no matter who you love, uh, God mm-hmm. loves you. And, and, and you're accepted in the beloved. And, yeah. you know, just like walking with my dad through that situation and our whole family, we really got to see the love of God uh, mend our hearts, even through the hardship, even through the trial. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we have a great relationship even today. And so I think that it's, it's important for people to see an example of someone who has walked through that and and made it on the other side.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's really good. I feel like right now I'm learning so much about what God's love really is and um, also being able to identify religion and what religion really is, you yeah. know, and, and sometimes I feel like religion Judges, because that's the only thing it knows how to do. And it's easy to point a finger because you can see someone else's sin, but you can't necessarily see other sins. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I, when that happened on the show, I'm like, man, like that's amazing that one, that that happened to that they pastored the church, three, that you're their son and, and are have a loving relationship with your dad. And four, you know, yes, times have changed. And it's just so interesting to me when it comes to religion and how religious people think but also the importance of understanding god's love and relationship with god and also just not casting judgment um just because you it's a sin you can see and point a finger at you know what i mean without looking Mm -hmm. at yourself as well but
1: yeah i mean and, and that's the thing is like i don't even view if someone loves someone of the same sex i don't view them as a sinner in the virtue just by virtue of who they love you know what i mean I mean, we've mm-hmm. all fallen, mm-hmm. you know, fallen short of the glory of God, but I don't like when people put, um, gay folks in the category of like, oh, we love gay people just like we love murderers and we love rapists. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, like, yeah. it's like, this passive aggressive love. And like, that's where the church has to change. Like we have to grow out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not healthy. There's even churches here in Atlanta that it's like, oh, you can come to our church. You can give us 10% of your income. You can sit in the seats, um, but you can't serve as a leader. You can't be in any position um we'll we'll take your money but uh by virtue of who you love um you're you're not all right with us and that Mm -hmm. that sentiment needs to change in church and and I hope that I'm on the the forefront of that change you know what I mean to really look at folks as you know for who they are um and and to love them exactly for who they are you know what I mean not like I love you as long as you come to my side or I love you, but I need you to change. I need you to convert Mm -hmm. to the way that I think or the way that I love. You don't have to understand someone or even agree with someone to absolutely love them. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I'm a straight guy. So like, I'm never gonna be able to wrap my mind around um, same-sex love. I don't have to, to absolutely uh, bestow the same rights that I have and also just the same decency of of acceptance and of love and of inclusivity Mm -hmm. and let them know that they're welcome. You know what I mean? Like our church- Mm -hmm we celebrate you no matter who you are. We don't just tolerate Mm -hmm. you. And I think a lot of Mm -hmm. churches they're in the business of tolerating instead of celebrating. And I believe that God Mm -hmm. would celebrate you no matter what someone said thousands of years ago, God loves you, man. And, and, and if, you know, if anyone's watching this right now, like just want you to know that, that you are loved and that you are um, accepted, you are included. And if anyone's made Mm -hmm. you feel that you're excluded, um i I hope that I can be another voice for Christianity and let you know that that God loves you very very
0: much that's good Judah. Um, It leads me to ask the other question is you know in your opinion, what do you feel like the church is doing right today? Yeah. what do you feel like we could be doing better today
1: yeah that's a good question. I mean you know church world is um i think both in a good place and a bad place um I I, I've seen a lot of like really inspiring young leaders. So I think the future of church is bright, but, and we have progressed, but like, there's so much further that we need to go and you don't really get into the nitty gritty of it until you like are, are willing to kind of get a magnifying glass and really examine your own heart and examine the heart of these other ministries. You know, I've seen Mm -hmm. some of them that are like very appealing to youth. We've progressed in, in certain ways, but again, we need to expand our arms and let people know that they're totally welcome you know, in our <laughs> ministries. Like I, I was talking to a ministry uh, church the other day that we were looking at possibly partnering with and doing some work with, right? And it's exciting and this church is blowing up uh, down in Orlando. And we're like, oh man, this is gonna be cool, man. We're gonna help people. We're gonna feed the hungry. We're gonna clothe the neck and it's gonna be great. And then you get down <laughs> to the nitty gritty of theology and it's like, oh man, that's great. But also let me just make sure you know, we don't believe that women are equal to men and that a a woman cannot lead a man, uh, especially Mm. in the church. And you're like, skirt, you know what I mean? You're like, whoa, what? (laughs) Um, That kind of thinking has to change. Mm. That's so archaic. Mm. Like, I get it. Like if you hate gay folks, like, okay, cool, man. There's a, there's a a huge group of people that you can get along with that also hate gay people. But like, you don't believe that women are equal to men. (laughs) Like what, what world are we living in? But what's crazy wow. is you can support that through scripture. You know, Paul said that mm-hmm. women should be silent in church. Um, but mm-hmm. those things, some of those things don't apply to our culture today. And he was speaking to us, mm-hmm. you know, specific churches at a specific time. And I think that um, if you've seen The Handmaid's Tale, you know, I love that show. Oh, you haven't seen it? Oh, my God. Go watch oh. this it. on Hulu. And it's basically, okay. it's basically if society was totally ran by biblical laws and we were just totally like that. We took everything literally and we applied it to our society and the women are so degraded. It's like, it's disgusting. Mm -hmm. And I think that we have to get to a place in our churches that we let everyone know that we are equal. Like we are, we're in this thing together. You know what I mean? If Mm -hmm. a woman can teach you mathematics and teach you science, then she can teach you Matthew, (laughs) Mark, Luke, and John. She can baptize you and she can let you know who the Holy spirit is. I'm, I'm yeah. just, oh, and, 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 furthermore, if, if, if you're gay, they can do the same thing. It's like, we mm-hmm. have this mindset that someone has to look like you and believe like you and, uh, and, and love like you, um, to be mm-hmm. able to lead people to Christ. And that's just not true, mm-hmm. you know? And so
0: yeah.
1: I, I would like, I would like the church in general to be able to just progress to that level to where we accept and, and include all people. And I love scripture. Yeah. I, I teach scripture every week, you know, I mean, I love the Bible. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. so, there's so much truth in it. There's, there's an am- amazing answers that you can find. Uh, but sometimes you have to weed through and realize what a man is saying versus what God is saying. And even Paul himself mm-hmm. would say at different times, he would say, you know, I'm saying this right now, this is Paul speaking. And other times he'd say, this is God speaking. And I think it's important yeah. for us to kind of search our own hearts the, the divinity within us, but also the humanity in us. Your humanity mm. might be prejudiced, uh, but your divinity mm. would never be prejudiced. So try to tap That's into amazing. that that deeper level, that Superman within you, so that the Clark yeah. Kent can go away. Yeah. And you can be that yeah. superhero that that you're called to be.
0: Yeah, Judith, it's so good. Um, I, I gotta ask you. You know, like for millennials who are watching, mm. what's one piece of advice that you would give for millennials who are trying to make an impact in their community?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know, we have this mindset that we have to, like, find this great purpose for our lives, right? Like, oh, my God, yeah. like, what am I here in this world for? Like, what was I created for? And that's important. Like, you do have something out there that I think that you can offer to the world that no one else has. You have a purpose that's deep and, and important. It's special. But at the end of the day, the need is the call. So if you see mm-hmm. someone that's in need, if you see someone that's hungry or see someone that's that's um, freezing outside and homeless, um, if you see someone that's depressed or anxious or whatever, if, if you just find someone that's broken, help yeah. show them the love of God and meet that need. And that need is the call. That need is your yeah. purpose. I think sometimes yeah. it's overcomplicated. I think it's very simple. So um, if you're a millennial, if you're someone young, man, like, get involved with maybe a local church or a local charity, uh, do some, do some hands-on work and you'll watch yeah. yourself be pulled out of depression. I used to deal with a mm-hmm. uh, major depression and really it's a daily walk. Y- even if you get through that, you still have to battle, you know, thoughts and different things like that. So that's yeah. part of my testimony for people that just kind of feel like, what am I even here in this world for? You know what I mean? Like, what does my life mm-hmm. even mean? And you might look at someone yeah. like me who does music, I'm on stage preaching, I'm on television. Oh, that dude's got it all together. He, he's confident, he's this, he's that. But many of us on stage, we struggle with depression and all those kind of things too. But what helps pull <laughs> me out of that every single time is helping someone else. You know, Gandhi said <laughs> that you find yourself in the service of others. So if you want to find your purpose, if you want to find what you were created for, get your mind off yourself and get it on to someone yeah. else and help them. If you yeah. need a healing in your body, pray for someone else's healing. If you need money mm-hmm. in your bank account, go sow a seed into someone else's bank account. Um, and yeah. you'll watch God just multiply for your life. And I've seen it happen to me just a million times. It's 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 real. Yeah. I have no reason to make it up. And so if you're a young man, like you have the potential to do anything. I'm only 28, mm-hmm. so I'm technically a millennial too. You have any yeah. potential to do anything don't let anyone tell you that you can't do it by virtue of your gender or sexual orientation or your religious background you are special Mm. you are called you you have the potential to change the world jesus changed the world with a bunch of fishermen and tax collectors and an ex terrorist and a bunch of people that were not qualified (laughs) but jesus called them anyhow Mm. you don't have to be able you just need to be available and in the availability god will add the ability To your life i'm about to preach right now
0: (laughs) come on come on that's good man you you just like you really do have a gift and even talking with you like i can feel your passion for the lord your passion for scripture and truth and your desire to help people uh no matter where they're at through whatever they're going through and i admire that about you truthfully um so i'm excited for you have a lot of respect for you and what you're doing and um congrats too. like you were recently engaged is that right
1: yes that is correct
0: yeah That's yeah, awesome
1: yeah we're moving into uh this new phase of life man i had to step up to the plate you know what i mean i used to be a little yeah. bit of a player back in the day <laughs>
0: jesus
1: jesus had to <laughs> work with that. me on that yeah he had to work with me on that and um No, but I found the most amazing girl, man, Stacy, and and, uh, we're just excited about, like, what's going to happen next in our lives, you know what I mean? Like, to to find someone who supports what you do and also wants to be involved with that, but is also, like, beautiful and talented and and awesome. It's like, you got to put a ring on it, man. And so, like, I I was like, Mm -hmm. let's do it.
0: That's awesome. Well, yeah. congratulations to you, man. And I appreciate it. I'm um, super supportive of, of what you're doing. I believe that the best is yet to come for you, for Stacy, for the movement and, and all the DJ gigs you're doing and everything with artistry yeah. and music that you're doing as well. So appreciate the example you are to millennials and the walk that you live, man. I appreciate it so much. And thank you for being on the show. It was great.
1: Hey, thank you too. And you know, I'm not perfect, man. Like, but I, I'm always authentic. And if I could leave y'all yeah. with something, it's just be real, man. Keep it real. Stay real to what you believe. Stay real to what God's called you to do, uh, no matter what anybody else tells you, and you will change the world with your life. Um, so thank you for having me, man. I love you guys. Uh, hang in there and uh, go, go do something in your world today. Do it right now. I believe in you. Yes.
0: Thanks, Judah. It's been stay great. There. Have a good
1: one. Peace.